Bible has been around, read, adjusted, and interacted with for literally ages. Greg has read it so you don't have to, and now births into the world, Better Bible. Before we begin, as you will be listening to a retelling of Bible, please note that trigger warnings are in place for racism, xenophobia, violence, sexual assault, rape, child abuse, incest, animal cruelty, and more. Welcome to A Better Bible. Let's crack right on with this, as it's Ezekiel, it's another big prophet, and could you possibly have a guess as to what this one is going to be going on about? (laughs) That's right, it is prophecies of doom for Jerusalem and Judah, another dead-long book spouting the usual hate-filled rhetoric, but hate due to love, because lest we forget, all that punishment is because God loves them. However, This one does have a strong opening, shall we? Ezekiel is 30 when these visions start. I'm older than 30 and have never had one vision from God, which, gotta say, little offensive. I reckon I'd make a great prophet. I mean, admittedly, I don't believe in God, but you would be hard-pressed to find a better profit option than me. I think I can feign charisma, I don't really have any, but I've got a strong opinion of myself. I like spouting endless nonsense all the time. I'm a great believer in the fact that I should have more attention, and I think that'd pretty much do it. But so far, not a dicky bird. God really needs to up his game. But anyway, right, 30, and Ezekiel gets visions. Whether or not this is from drugs is anyone's guess, but personally, I reckon, drugs. Now, this is all happening during the exile, right? You you know the one with the Babylon and the sacking of Israel and all that. The perfect time to kill time with drugs, right? Ezekiel, off his fucking tits, mate. That... That is my opinion. I'm not saying that is true. I am not saying that Ezekiel was doped for these prophecies. And if he was, I'm not saying that would necessarily improve his prophecy game. But anyway, exile, lots of drugs, potentially, right? Ezekiel is in Babylon when the visions start, and he sees four creatures, right? Now get this, because it's a great description. Each creature has four faces, the face of a human, the face of a lion, the face of an ox, and the face of a pretty little eagle. They each have human hands and four wings, right? Those faces, incidentally, let's assume they're all equal sizes. If it was, like, the size of a human, lion, ox, and eagle, I can't see that being anything other than a lopsided, wonky creature. So let's assume they're perfectly equal, okay, and these four wings, two of them, right, the back ones, I think, they're all touching each other, like holding hands, and the front two wings of each of them are cuddled around themselves, holding themselves nice and close. There's burning coal somewhere, I think, Uh, loads of lightning, probably to do with their god, the god of Bible, right, being a storm god that's bigger than Baal, 
uh, who was another storm god or or something. Well, that is something I kind of heard someone on the internet say, and I'm going with it. Now, each creature has its very own gyroscope thing that's its... You, you, you know, it's the, it's the biblically accurate angel wheel and way, wheel, eyes everywhere. It's not an angel, so all those biblically accurate angel things are wrong. And I don't know why that's a pet peeve of mine, but it fucking is, right? Not an angel, it's kind of... Right, you know in His Dark Materials, the um, Paradise Lost for Children thing by Phil Pullman? You know every human has a demon that's kind of like their spirit, like their soul? This is kind of what the gyroscope wheel eye things are for each of the four creatures. The creatures can only move forward, but the wheels sort of like move them about the place. And they're, they're the creature's demon, okay? They're, that's that's what they are. So that's, that's all going on. There's a vault above the four creatures, and on top of that is a man on a throne, and the man is the Iron Giant and God, but mainly Vin Diesel. Oh, and the Iron Giant is on fire. A voice speaks and says that it will speak to Ezekiel. Ezekiel, who, forgot to mention, is on his knees, because you would, wouldn't you? He stands up, and the voice tells him to go to the Israelites, for they are Balans. He's to tell them a prophecy, and not to be scared of them. They are rebels, and they are quite scary, but don't worry, even if they don't listen to you, Ezekiel, and they won't listen to you, keep speaking. In fact, the voice says, eat this, and hands him a scroll. Eat it, eat that scroll all up, says the voice. And Ezekiel does. And after he's finished yumming down on this delicious scroll, which is really delicious, tastes of honey, right? He goes off to the Israelites. He's reminded briefly that they aren't foreign, which is nice because never forget, Bible is xenophobic as fuck. But whilst Ezekiel is getting busy, getting along with this and being not afraid, he hears a rumble. Uh, this is just the four creatures taking off like a rocket, presumably back to heaven or Mars or wherever they're from. So he chats to the Israelites for seven days and is basically bringing everyone down. Ezekiel the Bummer, they start calling him, in reference to him bumming everyone out, not simply in reference to him bumming everyone. The Bible, it's worth noting, doesn't mention Ezekiel's bumming stance, by which I mean his thoughts on rather than position of. Okay, God gives him, Ezekiel, a warning to pass on to them, them being God's people, right? It goes like this. Tell the wicked they will die. If you don't tell them, and they therefore don't know and die anyway, then their blood will be on Ezekiel's hands. But if he does tell them and they don't change their ways, they will die, not Ezekiel's fault. The implication being that if he tells them and they do change their ways, then yay? I don't know whether they'll still be dying. It seems to say in one sentence that they will die anyway, and in another sentence that there will be some sort of redemption. But who knows, right? Anyway, Ezekiel is made to be bound up and gagged and rolled around the place for like ages so he can help somehow. Whenever Bible goes mental like this, we can safely assume it's a metaphor. Ezekiel lies on his side for like three hundred days or something, and then rolls over and lays on the other side for forty days, I believe. Something about Judah and Jerusalem being enslaved for a while, I think, and but anyway, on to the next thing, and yes, right, I know that this sort of jumps around quite quickly, seems to be violently lunging from one subject to another, from from one prophecy to the next prophecy. Basically, 
That is how this book works. And if you haven't yet figured it out, that's Bible. An entire part of human history and culture and religions and, and countries and politics, right? Based upon a book which seems little more than word association. Clay, right, Ezekiel is told by God to go get himself some clay and make a model of Jerusalem and a model army and play out a war. Everyone throws their sin up at him and then Ezekiel makes bread. He eats the bread and some people, but not Ezekiel, have to cook their bread, but not Ezekiel's bread, over human shit instead of animal shit, which they're using instead of coal. So there's that. But enough reacting to that bit from Heavenly Creatures. This is admittedly a lazy reference, not due to the choice of reference. I think that Heavenly Creatures is a solid choice. I dare say that no one listening to this has thought about that movie for many years. And right now, you're going, oh, I, I remember that movie. It was, it was a fine performance from Kate Winslet. And, and the other one was good too, possibly better. Who knows? Maybe I'll Google who starred alongside Kate Winslet in Heavenly Creatures, but I won't. Was that an Australian film? Or was it from New Zealand? Was it the one from her, from Heartbreak High? No, that's Love and Other Catastrophes. Love and Other Catastrophes? That was a good film. That's the one where he paints Do You Still Love Me on the wall, doesn't he? No, that's that other one with him from Game On. It gets confusing, it gets like that. I don't mean it was a poor, lazy reference point. What I mean is that the haphazard way I threw it out, reacting to that bit from Heavenly Creatures, instead of couching that in a sort I'm losing, I'm, I'm losing, for, uh, I'm, I'm running out of steam here. I'm, I'm sorry for disappointing you and for letting all the listeners of this podcast down by such a haphazard referencing list. Let's crack on, right? Take a sword and use the sword to shave your head and beard. This is God speaking to Ezekiel. Take a sword and use the sword to shave your head and beard. I am assuming that by sword they mean dagger, or at least little sword. Because if he's using a broadsword to shave, then it seems a tad overkill. But regardless, once Ezekiel has had a shave, he is to throw his hair about the place, and this means that Jerusalem is a prick for some reason. And also, right, parents will eat their children. Ah, yes, right, this bit is going on about a famine. God's excited about dropping a famine on his horrible, horrible people. Parents will be forced to eat their children, and children in turn will be eating their parents. Presumably not the same ones as the ones eating, because that would turn into, well, you know, it sounds a little... Well, it does, doesn't it? Mucky Bible. Get to bed with no supper! As we all know by now, God has a massive wrath and will be smashing pretty much everywhere up. Clap your hands and stomp your feet, bitches. Clap your hands and stomp your feet. So all this is so far, been essentially various ways that God will screw over Jerusalem and Judah. And it continues as you'd expect. God's people are detestable, doom is coming, and judgment will arrive for them all. They will be judged on their own merits. All of their shitty actions will be repaid by 
God, right? They have spent ages fucking around, and now they are about to find out. It goes into extreme lengths to reiterate this. This simple idea is repeated for the first third of the book. Over and over, God makes Ezekiel tell his people that they will be judged hard, scattered about the world, ruined, enslaved, murdered, the lot. God seems to be particularly angry about mucky animals being allowed in church, but we get the picture. Everything God told them to do, they are not doing. And everything he told them not to do, they steadfastly are doing. His people am a whore, and God is going to make them piss themselves in sackcloth. So all these beautiful promises God made, all of the times he said he would protect his people, mean nothing. It constantly reminds the reader that it is God's people's fault that all this is happening. But God is going back on every single one of his promises, right? He has said over and over that, oh, sorry, I'm angry. Sorry, I hit you, but you did make me. He's apologized several times and he said he'll never do it again over and over and over. Now, there is a chance that all these books are essentially saying the same story but from different perspectives so maybe it's not a chronological event of things maybe that it's not like god has said oh i'm sorry you're fixed now like seven or eight times maybe he said it once but seven or eight different books are writing about the same experience we have to assume that's the case otherwise god is being a little bit kibbly cunty i mean it's it's bleak and everyone's going to be eating with anxiety we we get another bit about God hating all prophets as they are all liars and should be punished. Again, you know what I'm going to say. Apart from the prophets we are reading right now, there's, there's no way for the ordinary member of society to tell the difference between a false and true prophet. As they all spout mystical bullshit, it seems to be that if a prophet is saying nice things, they are a liar and a false prophet, and if a prophet is making you offended, uncomfortable, and angry, that, that one, that one's telling truth. Because the truth must hurt, I guess. So God starts getting a little bit, you know, just, just petty and spiteful now. Making sure as people know they're despised by everyone. They've been despised from birth. No one loves you like I love you. You're nothing without me. You need me. The kind of aggressive bullshit that we've seen over and over. Remember how well I treated you even though you're a whore. You fucked all those foreigners and you're nothing but a whore. You're a prostitute but you're not even as good as a prostitute because they fucking charge. They at least have a good sense of business acumen. You can't even be bothered to do that right. You fucking shit prostitute whore pricks. It's horrible. It's aggressive, violent and mean. Next it gets summed up with a parable about a vine, but but the vine is a whore? This book, like so many of them, has so little to say and says it with so many words. But after all that ragging on his own people, we next have Ezekiel telling people how much God hates specific foreigners. And it's the same. Tyre gets a lashing, as does Egypt and Babylon. Seems particularly mean for poor old Babylon, because God keeps using Babylon as a tool to fuck over his people and other people and his places and other places, and then starts wanting to punish them for being so violent and fucking over his people and fucking over all the other... He did that! That is his fault! 
That is like not only punching your spouse and getting angry at them for making you angry enough to punch them, but also being angry at them because they hurt your spouse. The man is a fucking lunatic. Okay, so each of these prophecies is saying that the specific place, Tyre, Egypt, etc., was strong, had everything, and now will be weak and have nothing. That for all time, Egypt will be a husk of an empire. That Tyre will be hated by merchants. But we finish with a little bit of hope. Okay, the structure here is weird. We seem to spend ages going into great detail about how God's people will be destroyed and then it seems to very quickly go oh yeah and foreigners can get fucked and I do love my people really here's some hope it ends with God talking about how he will take Israel back all this horror he has thrown at them he will undo once his wrath is satisfied God will raise a zombie army or something by getting skeletons and making them live and then putting flesh on them and putting skin on them and having them be as people again, a vast, strong zombie army. I assume this is another metaphor, the bones of Israel or something. And we finish. We, we finish with a list of different tribes and which bits of Israel they will have. God is in the house just saying, look aren't I good, look how I fixed everything. Admittedly, I did those things to you. You were uncomfortable, scattered around the world, destroyed, murdered, enslaved, famished, perished, full of plague and pestilence, because I did that to you. But now I have stopped doing that to you. You should thank me for making you whole again. And there you go. That is the Pulp Fiction book over with. See, that's a nicer way to do a reference, isn't it? Even though I'm just essentially naming a thing we're all familiar with, I do it in an offhand way there, which is better than the Heavenly Creatures one I did early, because that seemed laboured. I think that was my problem with it. Not that it was lazy, that it was laboured. The Pulp Fiction one just, push, 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 it just flew out of my mouth like no one was watching. But this book, right, it's, it's just mean. It's just mean. But not to worry, Daniel's up next, and I think that's mainly... I haven't listened to it yet, or read it, or whatever, but I'm pretty sure that one's just about Daniel playing with a kitten. That should be better, shouldn't it? Kitten time next time, folks! Congratulations on listening to this episode of Better Bible. Start a club and share your favorite moments. Tell your loved ones we're here, and we will save you. Greg Bless. That's really stupid. Stupid. <laughs>